today. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. The cup field thunder by the 400 metres and Flash are the favourite is looming large but so too is Star Status looking for back-to-back amateur cups and Siren Rock shoots the gap on the rail. They've got 200 left to run. Flash are trying to fend off the challenge of Siren Rock. Then came Star Status and Sale coming down the outside with a great run. 100 left to run. Sale to Grey. Raced a bit the lead. Flashing home late Don Archangelo. Sale won the cup. Beat Don Archangelo the driller. Both late finishes. Then Red light, Roxanne, flash up, Pete. That was Sale taking out the Great Northern Brewing Company Cans Amateur Cup for 2023 with Shannon Apthorpe in the saddle for trainer Lindsay Hatch last Saturday at the Cans Amateurs. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and a classic case there of country comes to the coast. That was the way the Cans Amateurs started off with their uh, their origins back 65 years ago, celebrating their Sapphire Jubilee on the weekend with the two-day carnival on Friday and Saturday. News on the show today about other Cups uh, with the Baduri Cup going to equal balance, the Gundawindi Cup to A to B, the Morven Cup to Unrestricted, and the Thangul Cup going to Star Sonic. Helping us empty all of those cups on Bushbeat this morning, as always, is Rob Luck. G'day, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Uh, good morning, Brownie and listeners. And uh, yeah, Tony, I'm in a different location again this week down at the Palmer's Lane Estate near Cessnock in the Hunter Valley. Uh, there's a bit of pressure on me this morning, mate, because uh, <laughs> I have joined in the uh, the 50-year reunion with our St Mark's group. These uh, boys get around every year, but I've always missed going on tour with them. I'm referring to Mark, Peter, Steve and George. And not they don't have any interest in horse racing whatsoever. It's only in wineries, it appears, that I drive them around. They won't even let me go near a horse stud. But I've got a feeling they're finding some way to listen this morning and make sure I do this show correctly for us. So good morning <laughs> to you again, boys. No pressure at all. Uh, but I finally got to go on tour with the Marksman uh, here on our 50 years. I didn't realise it was 50 years since we were at university together, Tony. <laughs> no, it's wonderful that you'd be able to uh, enjoy doing something like that, but almost a shame that, yeah, you go all the way to the Hunter with some of the most wonderful horse studs just to mm. go around and have a look at how gorgeous the gardens are, let alone how gorgeous the stallions look. And, yeah, you'll have to uh, indoctrinate the boys in and say, right, we're just going to go and knock on the front door at Darley or Arrowfield or somewhere like that and say, can we come and have a look? I, th- I think I've got to do my initiation year because uh, so far I'm allowed to come back next year, so we'll look forward to that. Anyway, uh, you mentioned the Sapphire Jubilee. You've done well to know 65 years is Sapphire. I reckon you've gone to the card companies and found out all these Jubilee um, things. But <laughs> that, that Cairns Cup result, Tony, wasn't it great to see? When you look at the results, sail over Don Archangelo and the driller, but look at the jockeys that rode them, Shannon Apthorpe, Nathan Thomas and Adam Sewell. It was wonderful to see Adam Sewell get his career best win on the Cairns Cup with uh, the Driller at its previous run. But Shannon Apthorpe's another jockey in the same mould, isn't he? Hard-working, gets out there in great form. He rode a treble in previous weeks, I can recall doing on Bushbeat. And Nathan Thomas the same. He goes up and down the coast for provincial meetings and country meetings. It's just wonderful to see those hard-working guys uh, get that result. Uh, not that I'm disrespecting Ryan Wiggins' doubles or Lacey Morrison double on the day, but uh, it's just wonderful to see, Tony, when you see those guys pick up a feature win like that. And good on you, Shannon Apthorpe. 
I remember, yeah, Shannon wrote a treble at Bassett Park at Roma at uh, one of their uh, winter carnival meetings, and I actually, uh, tongue-in-cheek, made the comment to, to Shannon, well, that probably feels better than getting a full book out of Morven. No disrespect to Morven Cup Day on Saturday. He said, yeah, I had to knock back a few uh, at Morven so I could be up here, but great to be able to see um, the, the honours shared around, and that was the highlight to me, Rob. Uh, the leading trainers over the two days, Friday and Saturday at the Cairns Amateurs, uh, you expect that uh, the local trainers are going to have a bit of a show, but they've got plenty of uh, opposition coming in because of the increase in prize money. For example, the Amateurs Cup is worth $150,000 now, and the uh, the Cairns Amateurs Sprint is worth 75000 That was won by constant flight for Georgina Cartwright and Lindsay Goff. Well, Steve Massingham had a double, but that was over the two days with Saturday vibes on Friday. Friday and Delancey on Saturday and Bones Bailey has uh, always got a smile on his face whether he's winning or losing but yeah the smile gets even bigger when he is winning and he did that with Impadu in the last race at good odds on Friday and then Betterell backed up with a win on Saturday but just seeing the, the variety of trainers and jockeys that were saluting and the, the happy owners I know owners are always happy with their winning but the Cairns Amateurs really does become a, a destination for a lot of the owners as much as it does for the race goers. There were uh, owners that were coming up from New South Wales saying we're factoring this into a bit of a holiday. The trainer said our horses aimed at the Amateurs, so here we are. And it really was a, a great carnival. A bit showering, a bit humid Friday. Uh, weather improved for Saturday. Big bumper crowd there. Uh, on Saturday, as you would always expect for Cup Day. And I think, yes, the, uh, David Goodman, the president of the Far North Queensland Amateur Turf Club and his hard-working committee can be very proud of the uh, the carnival they put together for 2023. And I'm quite sure, Tony, this is a regular on your calendar, of course, um, and I'm quite sure they work you very hard in preparation for the Long Reach Cup coming up in two weeks' time. <laughs> I can guarantee you one thing, I won't be doing 10,000 steps as my Fitbit told me I did on Friday and 13,000 on Saturday up and down the stairs of the Tropical Veranda chasing the committee men and the sponsors. At least Longridge, you don't have too many stairs there to get to the Tropical Deck. And uh, yeah, I won't be doing 10,000 steps. But yes, it's leading into uh, some of these big cups that are coming up because we're only now... Uh, 10 days or something out to the first of the Country Cups Challenge qualifying races. Mm. The first of the Country Stampede qualifiers is going to be at the Ewan Tab meeting coming up on Friday of next week, the 22nd. And then the first of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers will be the Longridge Cup at the Tab meeting on the 23rd. And that Longreach Cup uh, meeting, we uh, hear the voice of Andrew Watts because those Cups races, uh, they continue to flow over. And he was out at Baduri on the uh, weekend in uh, in a warm-up, if you like, and some of these horses may end up coming to Longreach in two weeks' time. But equal balance for Kim Healy. Uh, got the Quinella for the Healy stable with the win with Emma Lines on board in the Baduri Cup. On the side and making their way towards the home corner, Rangatoa uh, goes up on the outside of equal balance, I think that is on the inside. Uh, then we've got uh, Legend of Zorro making up some ground and smashing Lucas right down the outside. 200 metres to go and equal balance, skip clear. The stable mate Taipan Tommy's coming down the outside and Rangatoa, equal balance in front. Here's Taipan Tommy, equal balance in front. Taipan Tommy, too late, brother. The favourite wins at equal balance over the stable, mate. On the outside there, Taipan Tommy, Rangatoa, Legend of Zorro. 
And big spaces were the order of the day in the mm. uh, Bruce Air and Electrical Baduri Cup for 2023 with uh, Emma Lyons aboard equal balance for Kim Healy, winning by a length over Taipan Tommy and another four lengths back to Rangi Toa, another two lengths back to Legend of Zorro, and then it was about seven lengths back to Villaden, and the rest were caught out in the dust. It was a, uh, a warm day, to be sure, there for Baduri Cup Day on Saturday. Andrew Watts was the voice you heard there. He's the voice you're about to hear now. G'day, Wattsy. Morning, Tony. Uh, yeah, it was um, certainly big margins, actually, the order of the day. Uh, I think a combination of um, uh, lots of things, quite dusty conditions uh, down there and uh, also a lot of tired horses and tired jockeys at the end of the Simpson <laughs> Desert Racing Carnival. But uh, it was a Quinella for Kim Healy in the Cup. And, look, I know um, Kim was quite confident with equal balance at Batuta um, to sort of go through and, and be competitive in all the cups. Of course, that didn't pan out um, as it didn't quite make the cut for the Birdsville Cup. It did win impressively there. And, and it was equally as impressive on Saturday, uh, starting $2.70, defeating Taipan Tommy, who um, really ran a cracking race for Kim Healy and uh, John Keating. Emma Lyons, the winning jockey on equal balance. And Rangatoa, uh, not a bad run for this Malaya Hill galloper from Miles. It, it had done the circuit as well, Brendan Newport in the saddle, uh, ranged up and, and just just petered out on its run, but that uh, might be one um, at odds in the Longridge Cup in a couple of weeks to keep an eye on. Yeah, good morning to you, Watsi, and, <laughs> and great to see seven races down at Baduri with the uh, number of acceptances because sometimes that meeting uh, can suffer a little bit at the end of the river <laughs> circuit. Uh, but with those seven races, the honours being fairly evenly shared across the day with the doubles to Emma Lyons, Aaron Sweeney and uh, Gemma Steele. Yeah, it certainly was, Rob, and I think that was the case throughout the whole circuit this year. I, I mean, I'll get to the um, the uh, points tally for the, the mm. river circuit um, a little later on, but um, I spoke to Gary Brook a little earlier this morning, and, and he expressed the same thing. I think at Birdsville there were 10 individual winning trainers out of the 13 races, and and I think in each venue, Batuta, Birdsville and Baduri, it was all spread out. As we look back at the winners from Saturday's Baduri meeting and uh, race one was a maiden over 1,100 and X Games, a little bit of a surprise winner for Philip Cole and Emma Lyons. Um, came from the back and chased down Mr Evans and Dispute, who were the two leading up for home. Uh, Mr Evans hung on for second for Kevin Sims and Sarah Robbins and Dispute. Uh, on face value, the dollar eighty-five uh, favourite, slightly disappointing, but it was uh, raced upside down. A horse that uh, we've seen sort of come from the back uh, for Christy Clark, Peoples, and John Keating. So we'll keep an eye on that in the coming weeks. Uh, John Ferguson, great to see uh, John with a winner there with Missiles Arms. Uh, Brendan Newport, the winning jockey there. Another one that settled at the tail and uh, took a rails run, uh, turning for home and came away to beat 007, who was uh, did it the tradesman's way, three, three wide throughout and uh, hung tough uh, just to be narrowly defeated for Billy Johnson and Tyler Leslight and Sequacious finishing in, finishing in third. Rodney Hay, who uh, happened to get the nod for the best, um, or so the leading trainer of the Simpson Desert Racing Carnival. He did it with a double, a running double there on Saturday. Uh, Stoical, uh, the first of those winners, uh, presented uh, down the straight for Gemma Steele and uh, kicked away to win by a length of the quarter over Cyclonite, who was a pretty good run for Kim Healy and Sarah Robbins and Little Town Blues uh, for Philip Cole and Emma Lyons, who had a wonderful carnival, the Little Town Blues.
Uh, race four was the second leg of Rodney Hay and Gemma Steele's winning double with Camarossa. Now, they bet as much as $17. Camarossa started $10, which uh, looked a big price and it won accordingly, uh, defeating Moderna's Arrow um, by four and a half lengths for Malaya Hill and Sarah Robbins. And Cole Hewan battled away in third for Philip Cole and Brendan Newport some 11 lengths away. You mentioned uh, Gary Biglin, Alan, Aaron Sweeney. Um, they got the double there on Saturday as well. First of all, with Without Shame. Now, Without Shame, I had a bit of a flashing red light on it after its Batuta run. And uh, again, it went well at Birdsville without winning. Uh, came here and got the nose down in the nick of time to beat the Stone Mason in a driving finish. Uh, the Stone Mason, Rodney Hay and Robbie Farr. And Sodbuster, uh, not a bad run for Philip Cole and Brendan Newport. And the second leg of that combination's double came with Wara Flash. Now, this was... Uh, reportedly the best back runner at Birdsville Warra Flash when narrowly beaten a nose and um, turned the tables in this particular race to win by two and a quarter lengths for Gary Bignall and Aaron Sweeney. Uh, Warra Flash beating Scouts, Honour and Sammy in third to wrap up uh, the River Circuit. So probably about 2.50 there at Baduri on Saturday, Rob, which uh, wasn't mm. a huge crowd, but uh, there was certainly plenty of money flying around the betting ring. Uh, there was a great fashion parade by Red Ridge um, to start the race day and, of course, um, uh, you know, a good racing throughout the day as well. Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, Simpson uh, Circuit, the Simpson uh, River Circuit there, and uh, the overall winners for that, uh, obviously Rodney Hay. I had a bit of trouble working out the table that I saw on uh, Facebook, so I'll let you go through this, mate, the scores that uh, came up, but I've got a feeling Emma Lyons might have been uh, pretty close up in the jockey challenge. Yeah, so the leading trainer for the circuit, five wins, Rodney Hay, which uh, scooped up a nice $1,500 bonus there, beat uh, Philip Cole, who trained four winners. Now, the leading jockey was Emma Lyons with five wins. She uh, received the $1,500 bonus as well. Uh, Gemma Steele was second in that that, uh, premiership or in that uh, competition and the leading horses was actually split now it was going to be four thousand dollars for the leading horse and a thousand for second but obviously that combined little town blues and equal balance for both the horses mm. of the circuit so um little town blues trained by philip cole and equal balance uh for kim healy so well done um not only to the winners of uh, those three categories but also um a great concept rob um, a little bit of fuel money for, for those respective uh, connections heading home. Oh, definitely. And some of those horses and jockeys continue on, I imagine, to Winton this weekend as you prepare for the big weekend in two weekends' time, the uh, Longreach <coughs> Cup. Uh, what's the word around town with the Cup? What's he? How's it looking? I know you've got sweepstakes going and a Calcutta coming up, uh, but are there, does it look like we've got some movement of horses back for the Longreach Cup from the circuit? Um, yeah, not too sure at this stage. I've um, started ringing around chasing jockeys at the moment. Uh, um, if, if you are a jockey out there and heading towards Longridge, please let um, the Longridge Jockey Club know um, so we can um, try and help you out on a couple of rides. But uh, as far as I know, I think uh, Centaur uh, will be heading that way and also Burden. Uh, they come out of the Birdsall Cup. Uh, Philip Cole, unfortunately, uh, won't be heading to Longreach this year. I think Winton and then home is um, the plan of attack for the Cole stable. Um, Craig Smith, 
uh, spoke to Craig earlier. He won't be making the trek to Longridge, uh, but Ben Waldron will be. So uh, we'll see plenty of um, horses heading to Longridge. Uh, it's it's the same case every uh, year, though, Rob, when you look at the meetings that are on. Um, Mount Isa with their Spring Cup to Room and Twin Hills, as well as that Ewan meeting on, on the Friday as well. So it's, it's a busy, busy weekend. Uh, but I imagine those uh, nominations will be up around the 80 mark again. Yeah, we'll look forward to it. And I know Tony will be, won't you, Tony, uh, for the next trip out to Longreach? Uh, I'm not even sure the number you're up to now. Oh, I've lost count. 12, <laughs> something like that. It, someone said to me at Cairns on the weekend, how many amateurs have you been to? I said, I don't know, six or seven. And then Facebook memories start appearing. and It's more like <laughs> 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. Uh, what's he just talking about jockey availabilities? I see a great initiative that's come through. Uh, Cameron Partington posted on social media <laughs> from the uh, Australian Trainers Association uh, Queensland division that uh, they've got a new initiative, the ATA's, introduced to help trainers and connections know what jockeys are riding where uh, at the website crisp.info. Now that's Q-R-I-S-P. I'm not sure what the anagram stands for, um, but it's one of the, the new sites that's bobbed up. So www.qrisp.info crisp.info uh, or get in touch with Cam and he'll pass it on to you. Select jockey availability and it basically allows uh, riders to adjust their uh, availability. So it shows, you know, not just race meetings, but trials, jump outs, uh, whether they're suspended or on holidays or something like that. I think it's something that's been needed for a long time, especially with some of the country regions. I know a lot of jocks will jump on some of the Facebook pages like Country Punters or Longridge Jockey Club will share info about who's going to be available and who's riding where. And some of these uh, guys and girls are working weeks in advance to say, yes, I'm going to Winton or yes, I'll be at Longridge or at Cunnamulla or at Laura Amateurs or Twin Hills or, you know, whatever happens to be. But having something like that where there's almost like a one-stop shop for I think is a fantastic initiative. Yeah, I, I saw that this morning and um, credit goes to Cam Partington and, and whoever uh, helped build that initiative because it is uh, absolutely fantastic. As you said, Tony, basically a directory of all Queensland jockeys or all jockeys in, in general who are riding in Queensland uh, where they intend on going. And, uh, and you know, there might be a jockey that hasn't got availability and, and one of these clubs might say, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll work on getting this jockey out to X meeting and uh, it just allows for so much a lot of transparency as well Tony and um, and to be able to see um, who's available when, where and how I, I think it's absolutely fantastic but uh, the way it can only work is if all jockeys um, do jump on there and um, join up and, and show their availability and, and make it a true database and, and I think if that's the case and that happens well it, it's going to be an outstanding tool for, for everybody, all the stakeholders uh, in Queensland racing You're right, yeah, it'll cover the about 10 years ago they attempted it but it fell apart because they didn't get on and do that so you, you've hit it the nail on the head there and uh, we get the message out, we get people involved in it and it becomes a tremendous tool doesn't it? That's yeah, right, because not does. everybody has the Facebook pages or, you know, uh, engages in social media, but if there's a, a one-stop shop like that uh, to be able to do it, it's like the WhatsApp app um, mm. that I know that uh, Cameron and the ATA crew use to get word out about race meetings and changes of uh, conditions of programming and races and things like that. Uh, you need to use all of these uh, technology pieces out there for, for good rather than evil <laughs> and, um, yeah, get the, the word out there. And as you say, it's then the responsibility comes back to everybody else. You need to keep updating your database. And why wouldn't you get involved, Watson? Because that's your bread and butter. You have to let people know where you're available so you can go and ride. Yeah, it certainly is. And, uh, look, I look forward to seeing um, the results roll out with, with this particular website and... Um, 
we're coming to a very busy time of the year, although we're on the run home. It's still a very, very busy time of the year, Cups time, and um, lots and lots of big meetings uh, coming up. And, um, yeah, I think it certainly is a great initiative. And, Tony, I I think if you, if you need to... Um, Recount how many Longreach Cups you've been to. I, I reckon Jared Daffy'd have a count of that. <laughs> We've no, got to I've get him on his first. <laughs> I've often asked him, but he always comes back with the same thing. I'm saying nothing. Yeah. So yeah. He's, a, he's a very inaccurate uh, way of being able to keep tally of things because he, yeah, mum's the word. And and Rob, you should know this too when you're out on your your fiftieth uh, anniversary uh, of your uni group there with the marksman. What goes on tour stays on tour. Exactly right, Tony. And uh, we'll look forward to that Longreach Cup in two weeks' time. Watsy, great to have you on this morning. Always a pleasure. Thanks, lads. Good on you, Watsy. Let's go to our next cup to recap from the weekend. This was the Morven Cup taken out by Unrestricted. As they circle there, 500 metres to go. And these two got away in front. It's unrestricted, the inside of Tycoon Zip. They're about four to heat. Waitakaray Enterprise Grand on the point of the corner and unrestricted on the fence in front. Tycoon Zip out in the centre of the track, followed then by Heat and Enterprise Grand right down the extreme outside with Gypsy Biker. But uh, past the 100, it's all unrestricted. Emily Pomfret on chair ride five links to heat tycoon zip third way takaray fourth it was a great win there for unrestricted for emily pomfret and wayne baker in the curly cattle transport morven cup for 2023 that voice you heard was uh, caller peter flynn been a long time since we've had flinty on bush but normally he's been busy with uh, unloading planes and things like that but we've managed to nail him down now and he's with us this morning good morning peter yeah good morning tony good morning rob how are you yeah, well, Peter, can, uh, firstly, uh, great to have you back on uh, Bushbeat. Uh, of course, you're the voice of Roma and all those clubs in that surrounding area. But this uh, Morven meeting uh, produced a good winner in that unrestricted there and uh, been seeing him do some good wins of late. And what a good day for uh, Emily Pomfret. Uh, she's on a bit of a roll because she got the Surratt Cup. I'm pretty sure you were at that meeting uh, last week. She got that one as well last week. Yeah, she's had a good trot. And uh, I guess the Wayne Baker stable with unrestricted it's been uh, a good ride for them because uh, they started back at St well they started at the in June cup and a few months or months ago now and uh, didn't perform all that well but then um, unrestricted uh, nominated for St George cup run second to Salazar and switched back to the 1200 meters at Surratt of course the longest straight and the bigger track there and unrestricted held on strongly to defeat Coins Road and then very impressive last Saturday, Goodwin was able to uh, dictate the terms and went away to win very impressively in the run of the line. But the day belonged to a young apprentice, uh, of course, with Craig Smith and Dylan Bennett. Uh, I believe it's his first treble on the day there at Morven. Yeah, good effort by young Dylan. He rode, um, well, Smicko for his... Um, stable foreman uh, Craig Smith and then also uh, was able to uh, team up with the William Pugsley stable in the last race to win the uh, that race with a newcomer to the area Azustic and Azustic stayed the uh, 1800 metres out extremely well so that was uh, a, a good effort that one and also uh, his other winner on the program was um, Another one of the Pugsley stable gallopers, Lasco, and Lasco was able to win in a tight finish from Bohemia Beans, and, and uh, the Pugsley stable had a winning double on the day, so uh, honours 
shared around as far as the trainers went. The, the Central West horses I mentioned last week did so well in Emerald. Well, they came down to Morven the first two races on the day, uh, Dave Rewald and Clinton Austin providing the uh, winners for races one and two. Yeah, it was... Um, Freddie Eddy was a strong win to a master again with young Dylan Benedon was able to dictate the pace in the race but Freddie Eddy grabbed him in the last bound or two and then Rosette's good ride from Emma Bell got up along the inside to nab the Craig Smith Gallop our winter girl in about the last 10 or 15 metres of the race there. Yeah, in fact, uh, Rosettes had been beaten by Freddie Eddy um, in uh, its latest runs as well. So the form line shone through uh, there. And it's good to see uh, Morvan uh, bouncing back with that six-race program on the weekend, Peter. Yeah, very good day of racing, actually. The uh, good crowd there. And I'll tell you what they do do at Morvan, and I might just mention this, that they do very well, the fashions of the field. And if you have a look in that all about the SASH website, if you're interested in fashions of the field, there's some uh, very good photos there. And uh, after the last race, they had that uh, promotion of the fashions of the field that was ex- extremely good. And I, I think that's probably something we don't as race clubs do now, um, promote the, the results of our fashions of the fields as well as we could do. I had a chat with the uh, lovely lady who does run that. It's all about the SASH uh, website and social media. Emma Scottolero uh, from Melbourne was up at Cairns Amateurs on the weekend and she was saying to me exactly that about everyone, especially in that circuit of uh, the fashions, that they might follow through all of the different carnivals when you're talking about Melbourne in the spring and uh, Sydney in, in the autumn and everything like that. But they also love seeing all of the country fashions, whether it's Morven Cup Day, Roma Cup Day, Longreach Cup Day, you know, whichever cup it happens to be or whatever race meeting, um, because, yeah, all of the fashionistas, they like taking, can I say, uh, styling cues from others, uh, taking the, the ideas of what's hot out there and the amount of uh, interaction they get with some of those photos. And I've already seen some of that uh, go up on social media, Peter, uh, from Morphin on the weekend. It's amazing how uh, that sort of thing is appreciated. And you're right. Uh, clubs, just, especially the once-a-year type clubs, need to get out and do that more. Can I just mention, Tony, um, a couple of names from the fashions of the field, uh, Katie Kirk, who um, she's been a long-term supporter of the Roma Clubs. Uh, this year, she actually went to the exhibition and was part of the fashions of the field there. Her and a partner, Peter Hill, they were successful in winning the, the fashions at Surratt. And then um, Pete was able to uh, win the male side of things. And Morven and Katie was the runner-up there. And obviously, they... Uh, a bit like the horses, follow the circuits and uh, mm. really enjoy it. And uh, just an aside from that, I did notice that the inaugural fashions from the far winner, Shannon Hopkins, she won the fashions of the field at Dan Gould on Saturday. Mm. And that's going to uh, be another uh, great incentive that I think is adding to all of these country race meetings and just putting it into a little bit of perspective for those that are thinking, Morven, where the heck's Morven? Uh, You're only about 650k west of Brisbane. It's only a bit down the road from Charleville. You're about 90k east of Charleville, according to my Google Map quick search there. But it's nice to actually put a a little dot on the map for people uh, sometimes when it is one of these once-a-year meetings. But, Peter, these are just so vital to racing in these sort of areas, ones like uh, Surratt Cup Day. And, and Morven Cup Day and Mitchell's another club that only gets a handful of opportunities. That's right, yeah. No, it's uh, it's great to, not only to promote the the racing side for the club, but also the social atmosphere and the the and I guess the 
social aspects for the community and obviously we're getting back into a little bit of drought condition so uh, it's starting to get to the stage where the those uh, social occasions are very well received by the, the local community. Now, just before we let you go, I put your other hat on as co-president of the Roma Turf Club. Uh, you've had a little bit of good fortune, a little bit, I say. Uh, I've got some inside knowledge here, Rob. But uh, Peter, a, a great sponsorship uh, announcement that's going to be coming up that you might be able to let us in, to, in on a little bit this morning. Yes, uh, Tony, we were able to. Um, the Roma Turf Club has a long-standing sponsorship with Lion Nathan over our cups promotions, and it was twenty years of promotions last year but we're able to announce that we have signed a new from 2024 five-year deal with Lion Nathan um, and it's going to be in the vicinity of a quarter of a million dollars over that five years oh, so wow. it's a, a great sponsorship for a country club and it comes off the back of Roma and and of course Birds will uh, being one of the first two with the uh, the TAB country meetings that that growth factor just keeps expanding the opportunities doesn't it Peter yes and know uh, that's, that's great Robin it's great news from to be able to say that we've been able to going forward put that in um, in train and uh, mm. stand the club in pretty good stead for the for the Roma Cup, and not only for the Roma Cup, but also other eight or nine race meetings at Bassett Park per year. Oh, wonderful news and great to be able to uh, hear that uh, that has been successful and Forex on board and staying with the Roma Turf Club four days ahead. Rob, we often talk about linking our guests and I mentioned with Watsy about how Longreach is going to be the first of the Country Cup's qualifiers. Roma's going to be the last of the uh, the series as it rolls all the way through leading up to Roma Cup Day on the 18th of November. And of course that big final coming up at Durban on uh, the uh, 2nd of December for the Country Stampede and Country Cup's Challenge Finals. And yeah, Tony, I did series. note this morning that um, coming out of the uh, Racing Queensland was the promotional activities for the RFDS involved with the Country Cups. Yeah, great to see them on board again for uh, the uh, the 2023 series. Peter, great to have you back with us on the show. Won't be the last time, I'm sure, now that we can get you away from the airport. <laughs> and we'll look forward to chatting soon. OK, thanks, guys. Great to talk. Peter Flynn there wrapping up what happened at Morven on the weekend. Moving into our next cup on Bushpeep, and we look back at what happened at Thangool on the weekend. Star Sonic winning the cup for Brooke Johnson and Dale White. Star Sonic, he's got a full head of steam as they approach the corner. 350 metres to go. Star Sonic, two and a half in front. Moanave is coming out of the pack and coming after him hard. Into the straight. Star Sonic, the leader. Moanave, the danger, the outside. Star Sonic, he's getting weary. Moanave coming after him, the outside. Star Sonic with a kick. Moanave driving at him late. Star Sonic, Moanave, Star Sonic. He's led all of the way. Star Sonic and beaten Moanave, Native B third. Star Sonic beating Moanave, Native B in the Eric and Val Nobbs Memorial Thangul Cup for 2023. As I mentioned, Rob Brook Johnson and Dale White combining there. And again, good to see a six-race program uh, for a uh, non-tab country meeting that was Cup Day as well as the Newmarket there at Thangul. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, often these cup meetings do tend to get that uh, six-race program and uh, a great day out there for Brooke Johnson and also for the club with the honouring of uh, the Eric and Val Nobbs Memorial. I'm sure. I'm not sure if Stuart Nobbs was there, but I do know that the Noel Howard Memorial, the previous race in Newmarket, I saw John Howard in a photo there representing the uh, family there. But Brooke Johnson uh, bookending the program, of course, she took the first winner with Cappy and Glenn Richardson and then that final winner, Star Sonic, for Dale White. He Loves the track, that horse, two from two after a win also at Clermont at a previous run. But Brooke Johnson continues to ride these winners now down to the two-kilo claim. Uh, Bayer Reish for Tom Smith and uh, Chris McIver was the winner of that Noel Howard Memorial Fangirl Newmarket. Uh, came off a second at Alpha in the Alpha Cup two starts back, so being sparingly raced, carried the 63 kilos with Chris McIver on board and defeated the inform most impressive with Real Hussey in third place. Uh, Chris McIver also getting a double on the day when he combined with Glenn Richardson in the most impressive or biggest winner of the day. Margin-wise, I am fearless by eight and a quarter lengths over Favs Flyer and Patrick's me mate. And uh, now very much in form, that horse, with three wins from its last four. And uh, the other two winners on the day, this stallion that Glenda Bell stands there in uh, Rock Sturdy at Emerald had another winner, or the same winner that it's been getting in Sturdy time. Three wins from its four stable starts, uh, defeating Roger Express and Corella Shaws. And uh, Natalie Summers and Lynn Peterson combined. And that uh, winner, by the way, Sturdy Times, uh, Mackenzie Appel getting that win. And body and soul for Lynn Peterson and uh, Natalie Summers wrapped up the Class B with the win over Tell Me Something Girl and level it. But uh, fantastic Cup Stay racing there at Than Girl. And uh, the racing continued, of course, at Nanango on the uh, weekend and uh, great racing there where Kelly Gates scored the race to race double with uh, trainer Gary Clem uh, and they the first winner came with James Atelli and this one was first up since May uh, but it's getting a pretty good record James Atelli with four wins from 15. Uh, well, not a cutest horse but it defeated the cutest horses and heroes trinket and yes no maybe so and then Kelly combined with Gary Clem trained Frosty Bear, having its first run for the stable uh, in the maiden plate. So a good double there. And the other winner shining through on the day. Last laugh for Kim Afford and uh, Shania uh, Willis. Shania's been kicking home winners left, right and centre of late and it didn't stop at Nanango on the weekend. And then Hannah Phillips with Oakfield Comanche. Now, there was a, a horse that loves the track. Five from ten. The dream ahead. He's won his last three, and I noted that Hannah has noted this horse is her most winning horse. I think she's up to win number nine now on the John Hamlin trained uh, gelding, uh, looking for the tenth win, hopefully, in the near future. It was too strong in the open over Cusco Lad and uh, Bulletin. And uh, the meeting wrapped up with Whistlehoff for Chris Meehan and Vic Heading. Uh, getting the win the last race on the day in the benchmark uh, 50 over Rich Uncle Money Bags. But those cup races continued on the week, uh, weekend when you go to Gundawindi and the Gundawindi Cup was also run on Saturday. They work their way down the back, 600 to go on the irons, bowling along under 62 and a half is the leader. The stable mates give uh, chase in the red cap, is Zaydin. In the white cap, A to B, they make a line of three. Just behind them coming to the home turn, here's a moody base, starts to make ground from Bentley Magic. Further back, Cappuccini starts to lose ground, Tuscany bound at East Aspinage, right out of it. Into the straight in the cup, white cap, A to B, grabs the lead. Here's right out the outside, a moody bay, goes to it quickly, in front, A to B, a moody bay tries to lift, in front, A to B wins the cup. A to B has beaten a moody bay, third home Zaydin from the irons. 
Inveril trainer Wayne Oakenfull bringing a couple up to across the border for the Vern Kleinschmidt Community Trust Gundawindi Cup running first and third as you heard Greg Cage will say there in the call A to B in the white cap callers have to do this to try and remind themselves which one is which but Leanne McCoy successful there on A to B beating the Olivia Cairns trained Moody Bay and Wayne's other runner Zayden running third there in the cup at Gundy on the weekend Rob. Yeah, and Leanne McCoy's another jockey that's getting those regular winners of late. But Rob Thorburn, the young apprentice, took the uh, double on the day when he had dollop win for Nicholas Beck, uh, coming off a chinchilla second, the Mara Zara five-year-old defeating Unsailable in the benchmark 65. And then uh, Rob also combined with Naomi Henning, Hemmings with Master of Menace back with a win, the five-year-old gelding by rote in the distance race over the uh, 1800 uh, meters there. The other winners on the day coming through, well, Corey and Kylie Gearan, this stable going extremely well. They had Nick Al Spur win for the K- the Kobe O'Brien racing combinations or connections at Dooman, and they got the first at Gundawindi when Gidget was kicked home by N- 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 Tamara Noble, I'll get the words out, uh, the four-year-old mare by Outreach, defeating Easy Come and Durba. And uh, the other winner, Mr Gorman, Amanda Park, uh, had that winner for Greg Walters, the epaulette. Uh, this one came from the uh, Ben Hay stable, uh, Mr Gorman, and uh, defeated Light Up, Dawn and Mr. And I think that covered them all there. Gundy, I thought I heard uh, Paul Dolan was out there for a race, was he, Tony, on the weekend? No, the, Paul was part of the um, the crew that were at um, Toowoomba on Saturday night Toowoomba. where they had yep. the Race Coolers Cup. Um, there was Paul, Terry Spargo, uh, Anthony Collins... Josh Fleming made the trip up from Brisbane after calling uh, on Saturday and uh, Brett Moody was the other one. Uh, and yep. they did their usual uh, race callers medley at the at the end of the night. And the boys always do such a, a sterling job of that. But you, you might have been uh, caught uh, unawares there if uh, an old replay uh, bobbed up ah. before they had the new replays on the YouTube page. That was the one where they had the... Right, OK, then. But isn't it great that they honour uh, the late, great Pat O'Shea with that? And it's fantastic to hear every year. But... We go to the northwest, and that wraps up uh, the meetings to cover this morning on Bushbeat. I mentioned, I think, last week, well, Tanya Parry had had a, a minor drought, if you like to call it that, in terms of winners. She bounced back with winners, and they continued on the weekend. And congratulations, Tanya, on the treble up there. And uh, not to be outdone, Denise Ballard getting a double, and both Can and uh, Dan and Keith Ballard riding the doubles on the weekend. Keith actually kicked off the first of Tanya's runners, with Crackle Cause uh, getting the cutest money in the opening race, this worthy cause mare uh, got up for the first winner for Tanya. Then she got the a race to race double with Wicked Wicky. Oh, isn't he a grand old horse? 11 year old now. 24th win from 114 starts. Dan Ballard kicking this one home over Primal Scream. And uh, consecutive winners there again with Tanya getting a trifecta in race three. So there's a treble for Tanya and the trifecta Iron Mask defeating Secret Quality and Exalted. But Denisha Smith. Got the winner on the Hinch and Brook Gelding there on Iron Mask. Uh, then Denise finished the program, combining with, of course, husband Keith. As we know, 70th birthday this uh, year already passed. But uh, first run for the stable with I Shoot to Win and a very impressive win, a five-and-a-half length margin. In fact, I think big margins were the order of the day across uh, country Queensland on the weekend. I Shoot to Win defeating Louis the Legend and Sharpe Ruler. 
And one that's second up for the stable or second run, Metal Bar. This time Dan Ballard's son Dan on board. The no-nay never six-year-old defeating Flaming uh, uh, Flaming Torch for Ray Herman and Anna Bacos. And Sizzle's son into third. But Tanya Parry uh, jumps up that leaderboard on the premiership, early days of course, uh, with that treble up there at Cloncurry, Tony. And I'm quite sure those nominations are coming in for all the meetings around the state this week. They certainly are. I know with uh, the Dolby Cup uh, program coming up on Saturday, Noms uh, arrived yesterday. <laughs> There's only 189 of them. Isn't that magnificent? Mind. It's going to end up being like about a 15 race card, I reckon, the way they're going. <laughs> um, Non-tab meetings. Well, let me just uh, check the calendar for the week ahead. Uh, following on from Yapoon today, uh, Bowen have a tab meeting on Thursday. Saturday, as we said, uh, Dolby is on. It is Plough in Cup Day, as well as the Dolby Cup. And a shout-out to Mackay with a tab meeting Tuesday of next week. Uh, Non-tab this weekend, it's Atherton Cup Day, Spring Cup Day at Gympie, Springshore Cup Day and Winton. Uh, Atherton already has 60 nominations in for a six-race program. Gympie with 57 for a five-race program. Noms haven't uh, dropped as yet for the North Gregory Turf Club program for Winton's card on the weekend. But Springshore uh, probably have a few races extended there. They've got 36 in at this stage for the five-race program and certainly in need of some Class B runners there. But excellent nominations already starting to appear for another great weekend on the way. And great to see uh, at that Yapoon meeting today uh, John Manselman John Manselman with his u- usual efforts in supporting country racing, two of the races where he's got the whole fields bar one runner I think Tony in, in the consecutive races that might be about races four and five or three and four on the program today uh, we'll look forward to the results coming out of that but uh, we'll be back next week on uh, Bush Beat when we're back on the Gold Coast uh, no actually we'll be out uh, visiting towards Longreach by then um, as well, Tony. So we'll look forward to that. Happy travels, safe travels, and enjoy the uh, comradeship with all of your marksman (laughs) mates there, Rob. I think I am the designated driver and we have a new wine estate to go to very shortly, Tony. (laughs) So uh, good morning, dear. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you to Rob Luck, Peter Flynn and Andrew Watts for joining us on Bushby. Good luck to clubs racing this weekend. Safe and happy racing for Atherton, Gympie, Springshire and Winton. We'll be back to report on that and a whole heap more for you next week on Bushby.